My name is Brennan Kelly, always joined by my good friend Ethan Hurwitz, Michael King, Seth Ramos in the studio today. What up, what up? Um, what a exciting episode we have for you guys. Um, starting off, we have uh, a former New England Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady, announces some shocking news. What could it be? I See, wouldn't even say it, Chad, shocking anymore. Officially, he's announcing some news. If you news. were told... Um, the last time he played a game for the Patriots that this was going to happen, then I wouldn't believe it. So Tom Brady officially announced. I would say it's somewhat shocking. Officially announced this this uh, today after a, you know a heartbreaking loss last night to the Ravens that him and his wife Giselle are officially getting a divorce. Now, which here, means we all have a shot with Brady. That's true. Yes, it's every New Englander <laughs> fair game now. There is always a possibility. Um, you know. We are not a drama show here at B and E, but we um, we live have to it. talk about the goat. So, you know, obviously, there, it had been rumored for a while, mm. and you know, TMZ had covered it. And uh, if you look at those reports, you know, people saw that they hired divorce lawyers. Like, like you said, it's not really shocking, but it's official now. So, yep. you know, like you said, we all have a sh- you know a chance with Tom. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> do we think that? You know, this could be stating the obvious. Has this affected the, his, you know, his performance? Yes. Uh, yeah, and just like you said, I think it is almost stating the obvious because I mean, look at him now. He's three and five, yep. and you know that division isn't exactly great. You know, no. it, I mean, the Saints usually give them a bit of trouble during the regular season, but for the most part, they always come out you know on top. Um, yeah, he's three and five. First time he's ever been two games below five hundred in his entire career, which says a lot about the f- the brand of football he's playing right now. Yeah, it's just not like him, you know. Uh, he's thrown what nine touchdowns now in one eight interception. Games. That's not going to cut it. One interception. And, and you, that for, doesn't matter though. He's not producing on the offensive side. Well, of the I ball. also think it, there's more factors than just the quarterback. Yes, I'd but say he's also, Devin White having a terrible game, Shaq Barrett now getting We're not hurt. talking about why I'd they lost. We're talking about... I'm saying turnover at the offensive line. I'd say a lot of it contributes to the 3-5 and five start. Yes, a lot of the blame gets put to the quarterback, but there's a lot more to talk about rather than just the quarterback. And forget yes, about the it numbers. is affecting Tom Brady's play. Forget about the numbers. He just doesn't look the same. Yeah, that's true. Like, the look in his eyes in these press conferences, win or lose, even in the preseason, it just... Something was missing. Like they're, I've I felt sorry for him in a way. He just did not look well. Yeah, he definitely. Um, you know, to piggyback off what Seth said, it's uh, it's an interesting situation for sure. I mean, Tom Brady, like you all know, announced his retirement this past spring, and you know we had our moments as Pats fans and as you know fans of other organizations, <laughs> a celebration and kind of a um, you know a sad moment at the same time. But he's back. I mean, he you know he retired for however long. It wasn't extremely long, in my opinion. But you know, it was what a few months. Yeah, he he uh, he you know he's back, and you know he's what is he forty five years old, almost forty six. Um, you know he got. I saw a couple of hits last night. You know he's getting 
laid on by like 300 pound guys you know there's a lot of factors that go into it but yeah Tom Brady does not look like himself right now and you know I'm sure him and his wife 13 years ex-wife 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 that's right definitely plays a factor into it Um, it's I'm like kind of interesting it's interesting to me that you know he announced that obviously we had talked about the rumors but as a competitor you know that's probably going to be a big thing on the field moving forward is people are going to be saying that stuff to him Um, and I think that's just going to be Probably the most like interesting chirp that you will ever hear on the football field is like, "Hey Tom, like your supermodel ex-wife, you know, is doesn't want to be with you anymore, and you're losing this game by three touchdowns. Like, is it worth it? Because you know the root of the problem probably comes back to football. I mean, what yeah. else could it possibly be? Like, that's that's got to be it. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So he has officially lost his mind for the game. Yeah, because um, I think I think we all know that with the career that he's had. You know, and all the accolades he has, everybody already considers him the GOAT. Um, why not hang it up, you know? Yeah. Family is... Family is supposed fam- to, at some point... Family is temporary, yeah. but banners and rings are forever. Okay. So, I'd yeah. Say I say he's going to play for a few more years. I do. I just, and I, I think um, that... I think this is probably something where... You know, behind the scenes, we don't know the conversations he was having with Giselle. But I think if this was his final year, I think that could have been something that Giselle, you know, Giselle is what, like a 40 year old woman. I think she could probably understand the fact that maybe he plays one more year and then he hangs it up for good. But maybe because they officially like did this, maybe this is something that he was like, I don't see myself actually retiring for like four or five more years. And she's like, I can't take it anymore. That could have been a reason. Or, like, they were – maybe maybe he was realizing that, you know, last – when he came back, he realized, you know, this relationship is on the rocks. Maybe I'm just going to come back and keep playing. So I, I'd say that – I would say that him getting a divorce from the person who basically was the main factor in trying to get him to retire is just going to make him play more. And obviously, you know, who knows if he keeps playing because he doesn't look like himself. But – I wouldn't count it out for someone who's been one of the biggest competitors in sporting history to say, you know what, now I don't have someone who's pressuring me to retire all the time. Now I can just go and do this until I'm, my body actually physically doesn't let me get out of the locker room. So I think that yeah. could be something yeah. that plays a factor. Yeah. Really. I think an important thing to look at, too, is that he's definitely not, like, washed up like terrible no but he's just not like top five in the league right tearing and i think i think that's that comes with being tom brady and the fact that you have brady on the back of your jersey whereas if you went into the season and like you know it's mac jones let's say mac jones and mac jones is throwing over 2,000 yards nine touchdowns and one interception you look at that just at the numbers and you're like that's a fantastic year but it's a down year for tom brady who everyone expects to throw for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns and four picks a year and lead his team to a 12-5 and record in a division title. Obviously, it's not that easy, and you have to take a lot more factors into it than just looking at the box score. But I'd say, looking at this right now, 2,267 yards, nine touchdowns, one pick. He hasn't thrown a pick since the first game of the year. Obviously, the record isn't where the team wants it to be, but he's not playing back. I'd say there's a lot worse things wrong with the Buccaneers than Tom Brady's play. i just say Tom Brady isn't what we expect from Tom Brady. I mean, yeah, the, the interception numbers, I mean, that clearly shows that he's still got the IQ and that he's still like locked into the game. It's just the production just hasn't really, you know, been up to par. So. With what you'd expect from Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good way to put it. Um, you know, if you look at the Bucks conference, division, whatever you want to call it. The division. Yeah, the division. <laughs> That's the, actually uh, what you call it. The chances of them making the playoffs are far from gone. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 I consider them to be very they're, high. They're, they're still high. the favorite in that division. The fact that Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, are looking to like make moves to make a playoff push that says a lot about the you know whatever the that quality. And their first year quarterback and, and their rookie yeah. wide receiver leading the charge. Marcus yeah. Mariota is not a first year quarterback. Yeah, with that team, it is. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, Desmond Ritter. No. Um, yeah, so just to, like, kind of wrap up the top segment, obviously we don't know all the details. We can only speculate, but, I mean, Tom Brady's been playing football for longer than the four of us have been alive. So, you know, 
if you're married to that for 13 of those years, then, you know, and Tom says, yeah, give me one more shot. And then he gets close to a championship or doesn't feel satisfied. And then he says, you know what? I'm Tom Brady. I'm going to run it back, you know. And all of us are like, come on, Tom. Like, we want more. And then, like, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But, yeah, yeah, I I thought it was an interesting situation. I can't say that I don't blame her, you know. I mean... Yeah. He's played for, what is this, like his 25th season or something like that. He's been at it for a while. Yeah, at that point, like, 24, 25, you have maybe? a good argument to say to your husband, listen, man, <laughs> right. these kids miss you at You've home. accomplished enough, and you're not around your children, yeah. and they need a father. You're the greatest of all time. You're looked at as one of the greatest athletes to have ever walked the, the planet, and... You know, just come home, man. Like, yeah. your, kid, your kids don't see you. Right. Do you not have enough money? Yeah, right, is? exactly. Money's not an issue. Right, like, the fame's not an issue. Right. The like, accolades aren't the issue. Exactly. I mean, like, I kind of see it. Like, I don't blame her at all for this. I would if I would have expected Brady to at least, you know. I thought he was finally going to come to terms with it because, you know, after winning the titles in uh, New England, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, Giselle wants him to retire. Giselle wants him to retire. Yeah. Like, yeah. so this has been a long, you know, ongoing thing, but, um... Married to the game. Yeah, That's, so married to the game and not his wife. I was That's gonna it. I was gonna say, over the last four or five days, this had been more and more likely, while well, not likely at all, but this was just something I had thought of. Um, but, you know... Obviously, we'll dive more into the paths as the hour progresses. Um, yeah. But who is to rule out the fact that Tom Brady's a free agent at the end of the year? And the Patriots had some mayhem at the quarterback position last week. So maybe, you know, the Bucks. if Brady... No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just tossing it up there because I had been thinking this. The, the, the odds of this are like one to a billion. But like, what if the, what if the past just decided to... Trade Mac Jones to Tampa, give them a quarterback for a few years. That would just be silly. I, it would be silly, but I'm <laughs> saying it feels more likely now that he's divorced. And I say that what if Brady was to just, I don't know, run it back here, right? He's got no one on his back telling him to leave New England, leave the cold weather. He's got no one telling him to quit football. I'd say, why does he just go, yeah, let's just run it back? And then he goes public and says, I never wanted to leave New England. It was all Giselle. Now, New England loves him. I don't think he would ever say that about right. her, even if they hated each other. I just think that would be such a ridiculous storyline. And who it, would love wait, New England? Let me, hold on. <laughs> it feels more likely now than it did 48 hours ago. I'll say that. Who would ever saying, say, I never wanted to leave I'll, I'll say that. Let me make sure that I know this story. He's right. in Florida, man. He's an old man. He's already where he needs to be. Once he retires, f- he just goes straight I, into the home. I, I'm just saying. Tom <laughs> Brady's a free That's agent all it is. At, at the, the end, end of the, this season. At the end of this season. You want the Patriots to trade Mac Jones? No, I'm, I'm not saying Wait, I no, want no, no. to. But in this, in in this, this scenario, this yes. is just... We would get half a season of Brady. Playful talk. With this Patriot roster. No, no, not now. We, at the end of the season, you trade Mac Jones. Tom Brady's a pending free agent at the yes. end of the year. All right, so Tom Brady's Say coming like back. Say, like, draft combine. Yeah. You trade Mac Jones to Tampa. Yeah. And then we take Tom Brady yeah. in free agency, and we sign him to a two-year deal. And then you just roll with it. You know what? Listen, the reason we do one of the big reasons we do this show is so that we have a record of if we were right or if we were wrong. Right. I completely respect throwing that out there because if we, if you are right, I mean, we'll have a clip of that, and it'll probably get like twenty likes. I mean, right. It'll probably do good on Twitter. So, right. um, and I just, uh, you know, twenty likes is viral for being that is correct. big time for being But just looking at it, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. Yeah. Really. But I have to be. We have to be realistic here. It's not going to be the Patriots division as long as Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills continue what they Whoa, do. Oh, Mr. Gillette Nation has snapped back into reality. <laughs> I've been saying this for the last, like, two years at this point. But the Pats were never going to be a division contender for the AFC East title. They were always going to fight for a wild card as not long as Josh Allen's around. Uh, is, long, Tom, as, is Tom Brady the guy? Well, no, so I don't I'm going to say, I'm going to say, so I'm going to say, would you rather fight for a wild card spot with Mac Jones... Or would you rather fight for a wild card spot with Tom Brady and the whole storyline of Tom Brady makes his valiant return? Regardless, let's just say you're going into the year and you're not winning a Super Bowl. And you just, you know, you're going to fight for a final playoff spot. Would you rather have Mac Jones 
or would you have <laughs> the greatest quarterback of all time make his return and run out of the tunnel and lead them to a potential playoff spot? Well, what clearly, it, we know what your preference is, but I mean, I'll take Mac all day. I would, because if it doesn't pan out, then I'm stuck with a geezer <laughs> at quarterback. Hey, hey, we still have a geezer, a geezer right now he can't that even has bend his knees to go under center. A geezer that has three times the amount of passing <laughs> touchdowns as, um, or three times the amount of passing yards as Mac Jones. Oh, it's geez, it's not like he had like a high ankle nine times the amount of passing touchdowns as the entire Pats Delusional team. Pats fan, <laughs> delusional Pats fan. I'm saying it would be a ridiculous. Storyline. I was about to say, are you seriously comparing the numbers of a guy who's been around 25 years to the guy in his second season? But you're talking about this season. What are we getting getting for Mac? Oh, I'm It's just straight up Cape Cod chips. No, we signed Tom. I'm saying we trade Mac Jones, and the Tampa is clearly reeling. You know, let's just say they came off a wild card loss. Brady. Why does he have to go to Tampa? Well, no, so I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, they wouldn't trade him in division. Why would you ever trade Mac to Miami <laughs> just to play him twice a year and get dogged by him? Okay, so let's, you know, let's say Tampa wins the division, but they lose in the, the wild card spot. They're clearly reeling. Tom Brady is a free agent. He goes, I'm going to weigh all my options. Retirement, coming back, maybe a different team. Tampa is now stuck in this place <laughs> of, we don't know our next quarterback, but we still don't want to waste the... The, the years of, you know, we have Chris Godwin, we have Mike Evans, we have Shaq Barrett, we have... Fair, fair, like fair. And they're like, we want to win now. You do who, know. Who is a quarterback that we could probably, like, like... like back to to win now, well, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> it's like, that's like the same situation that the 49ers win with Garoppolo, where it's like, that's not going to be the quarterback, you're not going to... You just need the rest of the team to elevate the quarterback. You don't need the quarterback to elevate the rest of the team. Let me throw and a hypothetical. How would we trade back. for Tom Brady? Let me throw a He's a free back. agent. Let me throw a hypothetical. And we have like ninety million in cap space next year. Let's just take a flyer on an old cranky. What if veteran. we signed Tom Brady to a you one year deal sounds? and we kept the quarterback like, room we had now? Like the Cam Newton thing. If we signed Tom Brady to a one year deal, I would and we told Mac, you get Brady's gonna come back and mentor you for one season and then that's it. He'll be done and that's your team. What again. if he's not done? What if Brady beats him out? In the second year quarterback battle uh, or the a, first year? That's what usually a one-year deal means is that you play Listen. one season and then you don't come <laughs> no. back. Well, the, they, oh, signed Newton, the, they signed Newton to a one-year deal and well, then he goes, no, okay, we'll re-sign him for another year. Well, then, and then they, they won't re-sign him if they tell Mac All right, here's, here's my hypothetical. I'm just saying, okay, so Tampa is like, we need a quarterback that's competent. We don't want to roll with Kyle Trask. So... New England, you know, who has made a few... New England, Tampa won't have a good pick. This is not a strong... Brady was pick 199! Okay. Nobody hey, expected him to be Who cares? Good players yeah, come sure. out of all rounds. Sure, let's, let's just, like, walk into a grocery store and sign Kurt Warner. Like, that's... It's so random. Wait, wait, wait. It's just a crapshoot. Okay, so it's now it's definitely not just a crapshoot. I'd say it's more of a crapshoot in the sixth and seventh round than it is saying let's just take a flyer on a quarterback. What about undrafted free agents, Danny Etling? We'll, we'll get there. We <laughs> won't get there. But let's say they're like, okay, Pats have made trades with Tampa in the past. They made one last year with Shaq Mason. That was a, they wouldn't trade him trade. in division. They probably wouldn't trade him in conference. And they go, you know, we'll give you Mac Jones for a third and a fourth. And you pick up the rest of his soon-to-be rookie contract. I'll take a third and a fourth for him. And then we sign Tom Brady. Now I I'm sort of getting Tom you on. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't want him back. Why? You wouldn't know. You wouldn't be open to a reunion for Tom Brady. Really? Not really. No. Why not? Because if he signed a one-year bet anymore, I know Seth is the has offense, PTSD sitting in McDaniel's there. McDaniel's is Dude. gone. The defense is sort of still trying to figure itself out, which Brady's always sort of needed to at least. Be the defense is on the rise, though. I think it's on the rise. It's uh, definitely not on the decline. He doesn't have any of his old weapons. He has nobody to trust. Jacoby Myers. Dude, he threw like. Three shovel passes to him and like yeah. practice in his rookie year. Let's yeah, see what well, the field's not barely touched so. the field. He has no old weapons. The scheming is completely different. Jacoby Myers in his rookie year caught twenty six passes for no touchdowns. That go. was his one year with Tom Brady. Three hundred fifty nine yards. Right. It just no. It, there's no point for that. He's been used to, you know, <laughs> a high flying offense with Bruce Arians and now Todd Bowles. So you know. Speaking of the it Patriots, is what it is. Yes. But yeah, the Patriots scam. We're Certainly going to will on, be interesting. Uh, will be something I'll keep my eyes peeled for. Yes, as Mike just teased, this Sunday the B and E crew, thanks da, to da, da, Mr. Da, Gillette Nation Dad da, da, and company, da, da. will be traveling da, da, down to New da, da, Jersey da, da, da. to watch the Patriots Jets, AFC East. 
divisional game. Yes. Very, probably the most important game of the season so far. I, I'd say every uh, game I don't is the most important game of the year. I do not think I've ever seen a game so hyped up than this one. It act, like, no, like, this game actually will be super competitive. This, it no, means a lot. Like, this is going to be the first Pats Jets game that will actually yeah, I was not getting be email saying, come at this like, time for home field advantage. Is sending out messages that fans should be in their seats for like an, an hour before kickoff, yeah. at least. Like yeah. they're put sending out fireworks to let people know that tailgating is yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I don't know what the, if the Jets usually that's, do what if that. That's procedure, though. Yeah, yeah. It but doesn't seem like who, it. Who, I don't know. You're not going to get punished if you don't follow it. Well, no. Exactly. Just, I mean, you're so what if this has just been a thing? Maybe, but like it just seems like I don't well, know. No, because the last. I mean. Me saying the last Jets game I went to, the last Jets game I went to was like six, six to nine. Years ago. Yeah, they missed the extra okay, point. That's not Bryce where I'm Petty. getting at. That's not where I'm getting at. The last Jets game I went to, Bryce I didn't see Petty. these messages, and I'm looking at the same sources. Wasn't that, that I also at. ten years ago? It was six years ago. Okay. Which, oh well, in that case, okay. Yeah. And it's were you great. looking at the emails back then? No, but I was looking at the same places that I was looking at now. I went on the Jets app, went under Game Day Guide. You know, trying to figure out what's gluten free, what's not. Where do I get my first time Jet game swag? Yikes. You know, and well, we figured it out. Anyways, but, yeah. I think this is going to be quite the day. Um, we're going to be leaving campus around, what, 7, seven. in the morning? We, we have, a, like, a whole schedule right, right now. Yeah, so we had to, we had to go down and nitpick the last shower, like shower times. Yeah, we're, we've got shower times sort of uh, set out. We, we've talked about it, but we've never really put anything down on we'll, it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, because you know, they, I'm not going to have the, all three the, of the, us wake up at the same yeah, time. The listeners are really time. interested in our shower schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Who well, cares we, about Brady not, getting traded okay. back to the Patriots? I'd say that's more of an interesting topic. We are not telling them what the schedule is. We're telling them that we have oh, this. We're it's very gonna, excited it's be a to surprise. go because all of the people that are listening to it, besides the people on the Quinnipiac shuttles, are our parents, <laughs> right? Are our parents, and they actually care that's that we true. enjoy this experience. Hygiene is important, and that we're taking responsible care of ourselves as a college students we are without the parental guidance that we used to have. That's very <laughs> very well said. <laughs> that, is a, that, is, yes. that was a strong statement. I liked that. Um, um, but yeah, uh, the Patriots are coming off of a tough game against the Bears. They probably should have won. Uh, they just did not play well in, in any aspect game. of the game. No, that game was bad. Yeah, it was very bad. Um, but, um, you know, it's okay. We've accepted it. We're going to move on and Mac's going to, you know, he's going to crumple it up and throw that one in the trash bin, right? It's a new game. And here we go. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the season in terms of, like, you know, closeness and, like, competitiveness. Yeah. This is a really important game. And I'm not even just saying that because we're going and, like, all that. But, like, the Jets are on the rise. The Patriots are sort of, like, we don't know where the season's headed because we turned it around last year. But we don't know, really, if we're going to be able to. So this is huge. To get us back to 500 would be a huge step. And then for the Jets to win the game, go to 6-2. and two. Would be an even bigger step. So it's going to be a lot of high stakes in this one. Yeah, if you told me at the time of when Ethan told us that he was able to get us tickets, that this game would have so much magnitude and impacts with the playoffs, I thought, I'd, I'd say you're absolutely crazy. But uh, this is it's, it's pretty it's exciting. It, it's, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. like pre- it's not like me coming into this being like, all right, whatever. Jets are playing the Patriots, about to run up like forty on them, just like, like last year. Yeah, exactly. But and the year before, yeah, how do you? And the year before, I'm going to ask the Jets fan here. You can use your bias if you want to, even. But um, how do you how do you see this one playing out? I think it's going to be close. Who will be eating ice cream? I will be eating ice cream. I will be sitting alongside my boy Johnny, and we will be eating our ice cream together. And it'll be a, a whole cute little kumbaya moment. <laughs> I have one more question for you. Yeah. What would you do for a Sauce Gardner high five? I can't say that on air. Oh, God. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I I entered a sweepstakes to get a... The signed jersey? Signed jersey. So I went to the signed Jets... Signed jersey and a black helmet. I, so I went to the Jets website today to... Uh, Imagine that helmet on set. To do some Gillette... <laughs> <laughs> I did some uh, Gillette Nation work, um, and I was very tempted to sign up for that, too, and I go, I have no use for a signed Sauce Gardner jersey I would and love a helmet. Could have given it to me. Dude, keep it in your attic or something in good condition. <laughs> I kept it in my attic. Keep it in your attic with Why good condition. Attic? What if he turns out to be a Hall of Famer? There you go. You sell it. You got it when it was a rookie. What That's if? a lot of money. Put it in the attic? Why don't you just rookie of the year? I would put it like the drawer. Defensive yeah. 
player of the year. Or on the wall. Like, put it in like a you know a one bin? of those things that you can like hang up. I would hang it. I would I would hang it. I would get I would frame it. Burn it in front of Seth. I would frame. Oh god. I would frame it and I'd hang it next to my signed Mark Sanchez beanie. I'd still I'd still mess with it. You know I mean that's a signed player. He's one of the better players in the league already as a rookie. So I mean and then I'll he is the best player in the league named Sauce. He's also the only player in league. I mean, he's a top three cornerback in this class. I mean, you got top Jack, three corner in the class. I mean, so yeah, you sure. got he Jack would be Jones. the best football player in this room right now. Oh, I mean, yeah. he'd definitely be a better cornerback than he you. would also be the only person who plays football in this room. So yeah. you know, by definition, speaking of football, pop up to our intramural football game tomorrow. Looking for a win number two. Half the team is not going to be. I don't think I think there's going to be like. I think there. Is well, it going to be four or five of us? Us four. Uh, we'll and play. The other we'll literally. Kid, right? Like, why don't we just go like seven on four? It's either just going to be us four or. Maybe another. Maybe Why don't we just go like six, six on four? Well, we don't have six, but if we do have six. Well, who's the kid that snaps the ball? Um, Noah. Noah. Xavier. Xavier. He's, he's going to be, be there. there, right? No, he isn't. No? If I Riley's not going, then I don't think he's going to be there. I saw it. I don't know. We're all in the same group chat. Speaking of that. Well, as long as we can get six, we're fine. And then, you know, we can always just at halftime just, you know, wave the white flag if we're too tired. Right. You know, there's no shame. It's a little football. I have a little Pat segment. For the Pats people, oh, go ahead. Seth, Take it away, Mr. Nation. Um, so over the last few days, a ton of Pats players, at least six, have been reported to get trade interest from around the league, and teams have been calling um, New England's asking for these six players: Damian Harris, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Jabril Peppers, Isaiah Wynn. It's a lot of wide receivers. It is. Uh, that's like every wide receiver. Now, looking. At like trade deadline, I'm sure every team calls every team saying Somebody's like asking about Isaiah Wynn. Yes, and I'll get there. Um, but I'm sure like everyone calls. They're probably just seeing like if yeah, if we'll release him, yeah, we'll let you pick him yeah. up. Um, <laughs> like, but it's like I'm sure everyone calls every team. They're like just checking in on different players. But um, I have an article here from Pro Football Focus, and I just wanted to ask you guys. I'll name a player, and I want you to tell me what you think he is worth in return for a trade, and then I'll compare it to what PFF has here. Do you want us to, like, each say it, or do you want to, like, take well, you turns? Guys, you guys like, can, like, go down figure the line. this out how, okay. how you want. Right. So I'll start That's with the, the more obscure one, Jabril Peppers. They signed him this year, coming off a torn ACL. What do you think PFF, or what would you, if you're a GM, trade for Jabril Peppers? I think like a future fifth. Um, I don't know football trade value like that. It's yeah, just, it's I know it. that it's, it's like, like a depth DB. At yeah, that point. So I was, like I was how much gonna, willing to. He, well, he's he plays special teams. Right, he's right. more of a return so, man. Right. At least that's what. He but he hasn't returned for the Pats. Right. Yeah, he he with the Giants he was a return teams. man. Um, he has that return upside. It depends on what team's trading for him. If they really have a hole in special teams, then I could see them giving like a fourth. Fourth, he's not the same fifth. as he was. Fourth is hefty. He's yeah. not the same uh, Jabril Preppers as he was with Michigan. Okay, but Shaq he Mason also got traded for a sixth or whatever was, it was. Yeah, so let's not yeah, forget that. That's true. Um, PFF has him as a sixth or seventh pick given his injury history. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, but ACL nowadays is not the right. death sentence it used to be. No. Um, but so the production just hasn't been there. Well, then we'll move Fair. on to Damian Harris. Oh, I'd give up a second. A second round pick for Damian Harris. I definitely wouldn't. I think no. he's, like I'll ke- a, he's I'll also keep, also a keep in mind. Or, I'll keep it. Well, uh, now, what, what injury does he have? I was going to say, keep in mind, Jabril Peppers. Every one of them. And oh. Jabril Peppers is facing free agency at the end of this year. So his contract is up. Him and Harris. I'd give up like so a. Would you, are you willing to give up a second round pick for uh, a half year rental? Four, I'd give up like a future fourth. Like future a, fourth. I was going to say, PFF has a fifth round pick or less. Damn. I couldn't say, fifth say after I, Jabril. Like, I, I, that. I would say that like that's fair, and obviously Damian Harris is a good player that probably could warrant a third he's round off pick. Off the field a lot, though, but I, I'd say he'd probably get a third round pick if he could a stay healthy and b have a lot more um, guaranteed years on his contract than just half a season. Yeah. Um, I'll go to some other players that are also free agents at the end of the year. Jacoby Myers. What would you trade for Jacoby Myers? Also, what, what would I contract? want or what would I trade? If I was I mean, Patriots, I'd want to trade Jacoby Myers for a seventh round pick. If I would, if I was yeah. Patriots, I wouldn't listen nothing to offers less, unless it was like a first or second. I was gonna say nothing worse than a third. That's would, what yeah. I would say. I don't know if I take. What would you if the Jets could get Jacoby Myers? What would you give up? I don't want Jacoby Myers. 
I, I mean, if I were the it's Patriots, bad. like, Jets, he, I think... I he, I, I'm very content with what they have. Yeah, I was going to say, the Jets are, are yeah. in a very I mean, similar Jets, situation yeah, in terms of the wide receiver room that we're in. They I don't have, think so. They have very capable receivers everywhere. I yeah. think he's our... I think it's just about utilizing them. Yeah, that's, that's what the, the Jets' thing, yeah. issue is. What's up? He's our best. I think Jacoby Myers is the Patriots' best offensive weapon. Yeah, yeah, I think he's I the agree. most versatile player on the team, and him and Max chemistry. But, I mean, but what I'm saying is, he has Montre's been putting up numbers. Though. He doesn't yeah. stand out from everyone else, like at a large amount. Like he's still, he's not one of those flashy guys that's that will get I mean. like 160 yards down field. If, if he'll Jacoby, get like eight catches for like 70 yards and a touchdown, but he'll catch like. 50% of those passes on like third and long. If and it's like he's a quality football a player. Pass, I would not know who he was until maybe. He's until thrown two touchdowns in his career. Two, I think he's he's on the Bengals or the Chargers or like one of maybe even the Chiefs. If he was on an offense that like, you know, breeds very talented name brand receivers, I think he'd be like top 10. PFF has a third round pick. That's what I um, said. And then the other two receivers that are both free agents at the end of the year are. Um, or just one receiver, Nelson Aguilar, who's on a very big contract. Yeah, that's the thing. They're um, going to want to pay cheaply for him, so I would say probably like a fifth. Yeah, they said... Um, they, <laughs> I wish that was real. They said um, basically seventh-round pick if the Pats eat the salary. if um, Or if the Pats eat the salary, they get a sixth. If they make the other team eat the salary, it's a seventh. Yeah, that's probably... So I'd say that's fair. And then the other pending free agent, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, ever. Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn is a pending free agent. What would you... Don't tell me that it says it's like a second. It's a third or fourth round pick. I wouldn't give up anything. I would get get a third round pick... If someone if someone calls me and I'm the Patriots front office and, and that go, turns out to be the greatest right tackle and the, in and league they, history and, and they go we want Isaiah Wynn we will give you a third round pick immediately I'm doing that trade instantly. oh yeah instantly yeah I, don't I do that care. if it's a sixth round pick and then um, at the end of the season that guy amazing. would be fired yeah. offered a third he had he a, tough, a third round pick for Isaiah last Wynn, year was a sophomore fired. season right he should not be a man. general Wynn? on Wenu. On when it was, was drafted year, in 20, right? so yes, it's his third year. And he had a rough year. He had the sophomore slump, he did. as they say. But he had an, a historic rookie season, yeah. didn't he? And now he's on that pace again. So, yeah, if you can get a third... At this point, if you can get a third-round pick for what seems to be our backup right tackle, then that is outstanding. And then the next two, the, both of these are not free agents, but they're on team-friendly deals. It would be um, Devontae Parker. I doubt anybody Who, would trade for him. Though. Well, they've gotten calls reportedly, yeah, and it was everybody. right. And the the trade, the Pats traded for him, and they sent a twenty three third round pick. He's a, been good though, and a twenty twenty two fifth round pick. And so PFF was like, it's basically going to be the same amount as that. You know, you're going to get like a third or a fifth or a fourth and a sixth, something like that. And then I'd say probably this big one, um, the Kendrick Bourne deal, um, which. I, I, he doesn't play, and it's confusing why, but, like, what would you trade for Kendrick Bourne if you're a GM of a team? Well, I guess um, you're only as good as your last season, I guess. He was, like, a good... He was good. He, he was, was a good pickup. He's he on, like, almost, a four-year deal. He almost had the same amount of yards as Jacoby Myers with, like, 30 less catches. I thought they were going to so, be, like, a dynamic duo moving forward, and it just didn't develop into that. He's definitely got deep ball potential, or deep to medium ball potential. He had a couple big plays last year like that touchdown against the Cowboys, Cowboys. um he seems to, I mean I wouldn't t- personally want to trade him but like, he seems to like fit in very well he's got friends all over the locker room and I don't know if that's just like a New England thing but I I don't he, think I mean so. he, he seems like today he's a very outgoing guy he said today that he didn't want to leave um I know PFF says a fifth and a seventh um a fifth and a seventh a fifth and a seventh or a, um, you send a team Kendrick Bourne in a sixth for like a fourth. So I mean, I don't. I don't think I, I went to this year. Around. I went to this year, and after week one, week two, I was like, I don't think this is the team where the Pats are going to make like some big trade and send a second yeah. rounder or something. If like I'm that. moving, I think there's going to be. If anything, I'd say that the players that you move are like Jabril Peppers and Isaiah Wynn, and just yeah. you know, you get Pepper. You, you know, if anything, it's going to be a minor trade that helps your depth, and maybe get you like a, another day two pick at the end of it. I don't really year. think I really don't make... think they're going to try to make this big blockbuster deal to yeah. get them over the hump. I, I think, don't think trading so win for a third would be ridiculously good. Yeah, I, I think if you trade one of your receivers, it's probably going to be Aguilar. Aguilar. Um, other than that, 
I think everybody else kind of stands put or stays put. Uh, I don't see. I don't really see the point in signing Peppers if you're just going to trade him uh, during the first season. But I mean, he is on a one-year deal anyway, isn't he? So I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I just wouldn't see the point in signing him if you're not. You know, if you weren't going to keep him all along, because then like, what? What was the point of that? You know, and he. I mean, he hasn't been bad. Uh, he just you know has had limited field time. Um, he's been pretty solid on special teams. But yeah, I mean, I don't see them making a huge move either. You know, if if the record were maybe flipped, you know, four and three, and or or five and two, even like, and we showed that like you know there's a little bit of promise, then like I think maybe they go out and like add a small piece here and there. But like in the situation they're in right now, you know, they have sort of showed that they still need to like figure it out. Yeah. So they, they still need to figure out who they are, what their identity is, where if they're still fighting for a playoff spot or if they're just going to try to ride it out and just try to get everybody, you know, the reps for the rest of the season if they already know that there's yeah. no chance we make the playoffs. But uh, Some news on Mac Jones uh, just came out. Go for it. Per Mike Reagan. Giardi of NFL Network, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones is, quote, dealing with numbness in the toes on his left foot as he continues to recover from the left ankle injury that sidelined him for three weeks. It didn't impact Mac's on-field prep for the Jets, but keep an eye on it. The Bears noticed some favoring in that leg. Intriguing. So, what, did he have, like, a stroke or something? <laughs> like, what is going on with him? That's bizarre. Score predictions for Sunday's Patriots-Jets game, um, starting with... Uh, Mr. Jet over there. 800, not the Jets. No, I'm kidding. Uh, probably, like, I can see 24-17 Jets. Ugh. I honestly see this one being a pretty high-scoring game. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I think that I see, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe like a 31-28 kind of game. Uh, I, I would know. I would hate that because of the we have to leave at the two-minute mark to get down on the field. Oh, I really yeah. hope it's a I point. also do. I hope it is. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna skip you, but go ahead and then I'll. Um, I won't be a, a jerk and make you guys wait until I post on Instagram tomorrow. <laughs> Unless you don't want to. Um, I I say it's gonna be super low scoring. I think it's gonna be because yeah, the Jets have one of the best defenses. I'd say yeah, the Jets have a really good defense. Good defenses get blown I'd say, up sometimes. I'd say well, I'd say that the Jets have a really good defense. I think Quinton Williams is having a all-pro type season. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Pats defense, they get Kyle Duggar back. Um, they do? They do. Oh, that's going to be tough. Um, That'll be tough. And I think that Kyle that's going to be something where it's, you know, consistently over the last year and um, over the last, like, four or five years, the Pats have been able to shut down Jets quarterbacks crazy. And, you know, Zach Wilson is a mobile guy, but he's not the Lamar Jackson, Justin no. Fields that will they'll have designed runs for him. Um, and I think the Pats struggle against trying to stop a quarterback of that mobility. And I'd say, you know, Zach Wilson, he's, he's quick and agile, but he's, he's not, he's he's not that a, type of guy. To, you know, they'll just do a QB power. Um, his ability to stretch the field as a quarterback was not fantastic against Denver, but his ability to evade right. uh, he's, the he's line. Very, yeah, he's he has elusive. very good pro- He's very elusive. Um, and I'd say that the the Belichick defenses have consistently been able to game plan for Zach Wilson and, you know, Jets quarterbacks in general. And I think it's just going to be like a, you know, still you're not going to, it's going to be Mac Jones's first full game since week three. Or so we think. So we think, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Zach Wilson's also coming off an injury, but he's more far, farther along than, than Mac. And I think it's going to be a, you know, both offenses are struggling to move the ball and it's going to be like, you know, Nick Folk's going to have a good game. Um, Greg Zerline might have a good game, and I think it's just going to be like a one or two touchdowns here and there is going to really decide. I think it's going to be like 17-14, 16-14, super low scoring both in the teens. Maybe someone squeaks out three touchdowns and it's like 21-17. Um, you know, I think it could go either way, but again, it's the New England Patriots versus the New Jersey Jets. It's, at, at the end of the day, it's a story as old as time. The Pats are going to win, um, but it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be close. BK? Um... I want a high-scoring game. I want like a uh, like a sixty to fifty game. I was hoping like a twenty-eight, twenty-one. Like one of the two teams is like really close to coming back at the end of the game. You know, let's say let's just say theoretically, Patriots are up twenty-eight to twenty-one on the Jets. Jets are coming down the field. They're they're driving down. There's like a really big last like third and fifteen. 
like it's about to come down. Maybe Jack Jones picks it or like McCordy swats it last second or something like some kind of cool last play that we can like go crazy about. And yeah. then they like knee it for the last two minutes. And then we eat ice cream. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jack Jones, man. Honestly, um, not going to lie, and I'll probably get cursed out on Boston Sports Radio. I may or may not see the Jets winning this game. Um, oh, for sure. Especially with me in attendance, um, I really do not make the odds very high that the team wins. <laughs> uh, not to go on record, but I'm like 8-1 and one in the last nine Boston Sports, or 1-8 in the last nine Yikes. Boston sports games I've been to. Um, the only win that I've seen in recent years was um, a Bruins-Sabres at last regular season game and Bergeron had to score a hat trick in order to win. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, and uh, before that, it was... Um, before that, it was the Bruins Capitals <laughs> in 2021. I've only been to one Bruins game, but they did win. And uh, I've been to like... I've been to one, uh, a couple preseason games for the Pats. And one regular the Pats season win. game. I've never seen them win, so... Uh, well... I don't know. Maybe Prove that'll me wrong, Patriots. Yep. Put this on the locker room. Prove us wrong. Who knows? So, um, uh, yeah. As I think this was my, probably my only unbiased prediction I'll probably give out, but <laughs> set the expectations. I can, for I can better. see the Jets winning, too. Like, more, <laughs> well, who, wait, you more never said so, who you thought was going to win. That's true, but I, it was kind of implied. I think the Pats are going to win, but like... I want the Pats to win. Let me go on oh, record yeah, saying yeah, that. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to win. I think, I think that this is, a, this is like a wake-up call game for them. I think you know, if they they've lose had this the, game, they blow it up. They've had the Jets number for years, right? They got to go into this game thinking, like, we have to go out here and prove that, like, we're still around. Yeah. And they have to play their asses off, essentially. And I, I think they can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think the Jets maybe, you know, their inexperience to winning might show them... Uh, Maybe they're a little five games. They're a little too comfortable at five and two, and who knows? Maybe they uh, play some lackadaisical offense. I think the Jets are getting complacent. I think they're slowly getting complacent. I think it's just an organization that is, um, you know, completely ignored what it takes to be consistent. Got to rip it apart from the inside out. I think that it's time for them to, you know, look themselves in the mirror and say, "This has been a complete fraud of a season, and we need to blow it up." This is not who we are. No. You are delusional. <laughs> you are delusional. No way. Like, the entire time you guys went on that, We're neither kidding, of you dude. could look me in the eye when you said that. The Jets need to blow it up, Seth. Yeah, the yeah, Jets are yeah, delusional. Was, yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, I'll You were stared at Mike the entire time. I don't think your eyes ever met mine. The Jets are delusional. <laughs> We're all delusional. No, not at all. Joe Douglas is working magic. Speaking of, uh, you know, the Patriots, uh, Boston Bruins. How about that? What? <laughs> what <is> transition? <laughs> yeah, I know. I did that on purpose. Oh, but- Debo Samuel's out. Nice. Oh, Debo Samuel. Anyway, yes, Boston Bruins. Yeah, speaking let's, of the Bruins. Let's wish injuries on NFL players. Hey, Brandon. I didn't wish it. It already happened, bro. But anyways, uh, yeah. the Bruins had a convincing, what was it, 5-1 to one win against the Red Wings last night? Bruins. Bruins oh. are at the number one spot in the power rankings for most websites. They are seven and one. Brad Marchand, with his first game of this season, I thought he was going to be out much longer. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's so perfect. That's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, it was a great night. I mean, everybody got involved. First line. Second line, third line, I believe. I believe it's also the fourth line. Yeah, yeah, they're not supposed to score anyway. Uh, the Weymouth kid, obviously. You know, if they, if he scores a goal, the Bruins will post about it. The hometown here. Ah, uh, yeah, the Weymouth kid or whatever they call him. I don't know. But um, the mayor, Marshan had two. No, right, that's a uh, Travis Shaw. Pasta had one. Pasta's. Um, he's on a tear lately. They're gonna. He's. They're gonna he's, he's on the second line. Pay right? him. Yeah, him. Yeah. And, he's probably the best second liner in the entire sport. I think that that second line might be one of the greatest second lines in NHL history. Why is Pasta? I don't know. Because he works. Because him, him and Krejci work really well together. Yeah. Um, Taylor just Hall like a is on a tear this year than, too. Like so that was definitely part of Krejci's like. I will come play for one more season, but I think it was a Bruce Cassidy on. thing, and uh, and as well as that, which is why used to, they I used think to move him around way Krejci too much. used to play first line. And Bergeron would play second line, even though everybody knew that, you know, Bergeron was, uh, on a technical note, the better center, better at winning face-offs, and probably, you know, like, the better goal scorer and whatnot. But him and 
uh, Krejci and Pasta just work so well together. So yeah, no, you know, it's, adding all of that, it's done. They wanted to have Pasta on the first line, so they moved Krejci to the first line, did some shuffling. You know, things worked out. A coach got fired. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, he's got him back now, and he's done a pretty good job getting Pasta and Hall involved so far this year. Yeah, I'll give credit, we'll give credit to yeah. Jim Montgomery's exactly. having a good year. Let's also not forget that Taylor Hall won the Hart Trophy just a few years ago. Was it the biggest thing like, that I've noticed? He's, he's quick. And yeah, he's one of the I fastest saw, skaters him, in the league. Uh, one of the games that we were watching, I saw him tee up this one-timer. He didn't. I don't think he scored on it, but it was yeah. insane. People forgot about him, I swear. I, I remember he, when, he, we signed, he, or when we traded for him or signed for him or whatever it was. We traded Yeah, once he put on, Buffalo, he put right? on the B, he, he kind of went a little bit slept on. He was very good in the second half of 2020 when we traded for him, right? We last year, he was for him. not so great last year, but he was all right. He was definitely still serviceable he wasn't, in the second He wasn't minor. the Taylor Hall that he used to be. This year... It was more of an adjustment and a tr- He's kind of back to form. He's, yeah. he's an animal. He's going to be really good this year. I could see him scoring 40 goals this year. I mean, my, my biggest take as a Bruins fan, and especially since we're kind of on a Michael Jordan-esque last dance with our kind of veterans, you know, Krejci, uh, Krejci Bergeron. Um, my biggest thing is, like, what they did with Taylor Hall worked out really well. They gave up Anders Bjork, who has since been put on waivers, mm. which means you pretty much pick him up, and a second-round pick. And you know the Bruins can't draft. So Yeah, that pick doesn't mean anything because the – person would have been off the team in a year anyway mm-hmm. my biggest um, overseas kind of desire or like if i could have a conversation with don sweeney is like listen you got one last chance with this core why don't you just do that for a couple more you know veterans that could potentially give you there's a that will give you a better chance of contributing than rookies that'll work three years four years down the line you know what yeah. i mean i think they need to strengthen the def- the defense up like they just need to add one more solid piece back there i think I think it is thin. Well, I'd say getting McAvoy back is going to be huge. I, I don't I understand really think that, but I don't think we have a weak spot. Like, McAvoy think- and Lindholm is a great pairing, but like at the same time, what else do you have? I think you have Clifton and Forbert are a good pair. Carlo, who concussion? He's going to be he like, has, retiring soon. Carlo, he's got another concussion. Yeah. It's like his third or his well, fourth. Well, look what happened with Kevin Miller, very underrated player. He was really he was a great defenseman for the Bruins. Always hurt. Yeah, Brandon Carlos, and that's, and that's why they put they didn't sign him for well they didn't well. sign him for I was thinking of Colin Miller who was the one that went to Vegas was it Colin Miller? Yeah, sure, Colin Miller, Colin Miller. Yeah. I know they had the Miller twins at the back pair, and one of them went to Vegas. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Kevin Miller had to retire, and he was yeah. a great. He was what the Bruins needed. He was a big body, and he was a presence in front of the net all the time. He was you know very physical. But, you know, when you play physically, things happen to your body. It takes a toll. Carlo, maybe he's going down the same road. Unfor- that would be very unfortunate if he did because just like Miller, he's very underrated when on the ice. He's a fairly big body himself, I think, who has a little bit of offensive upside. But um, other than him, who do you have back there? You know, Grizzlick, I mean, I think he's just meh. Clifton, I mean, I know, you know, Kvinevyak alum and all that, but, like, he hasn't done much, you know what I mean? Clif- listen, he's, he's Clifton, and I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm going to come across his bias. If you look at the stats, Clifton plays, like, the second or third most ice time right now with mm. the, the setup, like, the pair. Um, Is he paired with uh, Lindholm he, up top? No, he's been with, um, on the second line with Forbert, which I think Forbert's kind of underrated. He had a good playoff yeah, last right. year. He had a very good playoff run last year to the point where, like, I was apologizing on air for, like, trashing him. Um, <laughs> I really think grizzly has got a terrible contract, and he's meh. So, like, if you can turn Grizzly into anything, whether you pair him with someone or just give up some picks, that get off his contract. Mike Riley's kind of in a Providence. And who's Boston. the other defenseman that they signed recently? Uh, Isn't it, like... Stahl, Strawman or something? Anton Strawman. He's, like, stuck overseas or something. Like, he can't get into the U.S. His is that visa, what it is? His visa is, like, something wrong. Is that why Mike Riley, they, like, got him back? Or so, it might be. The other thing with the Bruins, D... Because I think they were going to waive him or something. Is, they did waive him, yeah, and then he came back. Yeah, okay. The Bruins talked about in camp that Jacobs of Borrell was supposed to, supposedly having, like, a breakout year in camp. And he was, like, he one of the better guys in camp, according Let's to the reports I saw. Yeah, I don't even think he's played yet. Listen, if you can get him going on, like, the third line and he can give you anything. Yeah, anything. That's all you need on the third line is just anything. You he's like a guy that... Swiss cheese. He's a guy that needs to prove himself, get it, like, lock a spot in and run with it. And 
I'm pretty happy with the rest of the defense. You get a Lindholm McAvoy top pair. You get a that is a, an extremely good pair. If Clifton's playing on the third line alongside Forbert or Zaboral, that's not a bad third pair. Definitely not. Clifton has been in the league long enough. They where just he's need like, to pan out for the one time this year. They need the defense to just stay rock solid for a playoff run. That's all know. they need. I just wish they could like what they did with Marcus, Marcus Johansson in 2019. They need to do that again. They Marcus need to find, Johansson was a good pick. They up. need to find a stud who's like had good years can get them for like semi decently and hopefully he becomes like a I was a huge fan of that pick I was so pissed when he left he was so good on that third I think second line I think that he was on the second line I was gonna say you know sort of changing topics or whatever but the Pats Pats um, the Bruins Bruins traded Jack Sudnikil last night mid game (laughs) mid game they traded him Uh, someone that was you know highly touted in this organization and someone who I'm pretty sure was a Bruins fan growing up yeah, um, and they trade him to Vancouver yeah. for I have it right here, Michael DiPietro, yep. who's a goalie, and I guess some nineteen-year-old Swedish stud named Jonathan Myrenberg. Yeah, um, defenseman forward. He's Myrenberg is a nineteen-year-old defenseman who was selected the fifth round last year. Started off this year in Mora IK, second highest professional tier in Sweden. Is two points in nine games. <laughs> He has a shot at developing into a top six defenseman that in the future. Nice. Uh, DiPietro requested a trade. He's 23. Um, was a solid prospect a few years ago, but saw himself fall down. Uh, the depth chart wrapped a rate as of late in 34 games with the Abbotsford Canucks in the AHL. Recorded a 295 uh, GAA and a 901 save percentage. So, again, it's like yeah, you're getting your depth guy and, you know, put him in, let's say Allmark or Swayman goes down. He'll exactly. be your backup for like a week or so. But I think it's like... I, at this point, I think this is the way the Bruins are going to have to move. Is I think drafting mm-hmm. under this regime is it's going to be hard. A crapshoot. I yeah. think. I think the I, we we were mentioning this about the NFL draft, but this is a crapshoot. Like y- you have to get so lucky for the Bruins to nail a draft pick. And McAvoy I think McAvoy was the only one. I think uh, McAvoy the, and Pasta are the only two. In right, like Bergeron and one out to anything. Um, really. And I'd say like at this point, if you're trying to get young talent that you want to grow. Don't even draft them. Just trade away someone that you think is not going to contribute now and try to get someone that you can develop in your own prospect. And I think that you get two players, one's 19, one's 23, and you trade someone that really made no headway in the organization as of late. That wasn't going to get any playing time. He like, was he was a good player, and it's, he just wasn't... He had... No, here's the issue with Stubb. He had a lot got, of forwards. He too. had opportunities to play a lot last year. He was in the lineup a lot last year. He didn't do anything. He didn't do jack... He didn't do anything, so... <laughs> right, and... um. I think Sweeney said in his presser that That's part the of COVID year yeah, sort of screwed with him and yeah. stunted his development. So I'd say, like, you know, it's interesting. Who knows if it's really going to pan out? Yeah. Um, but that's just something to note in terms of, you know, down the line, maybe you have a new depth goalie and maybe yeah. you have a new top six defenseman in yeah. four or five years. Yeah, I mean. Um, but, yeah. I feel like the Bruins, but you know, before we wrap up today's episode, the Bruins have some guys that are expendable. I'm just going to name some guys off. You know, pop in if you disagree. Trent Frederick, he can go. Like I don't <laughs> yeah, see any. He can go. Like if they keep him, sure. I but mean, like he's he's a he's a big body, right, for a fourth line grinder type of dude. But he's not like I don't like I would play like AJ Greer over him. AJ yeah. Greer played. Uh, AJ Greer's he had fantastic. a great good. preseason, and he hasn't got any minutes. Um, I trade Nick Flamingo, but that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Really? I trade Craig Smith. Nick Flamingo. <laughs> he Craig. scored last night. Craig Smith scored last night. You were night. having a rough few days. Craig Smith can go. Um, who else? Grizzlick. Kelly hate tours. Grizzlick is gone. Um, like, I would like to. Um, I'm trying to think. I would who like else. to try to get Craig Smith back. To uh, he was a pretty he solid had, player yeah. a few years ago. I would like to see him stay solid. I mean, Craig Smith's on my Instagram. If you look closely, like he scored the double overtime game winner when I was at the Bruins playoff game 2021. Like, but he's not doing anything. And if he has any sort of value, trade him for someone else. You know who's somebody that I miss having on the fourth line? The Nolachari, Sean Corrali. Yeah, the Corrali. Sean Corrali. That that, he, 20, that 2019 fourth line was nuts. Was that was a great fourth line? It was him, Achari, uh, and Nordstrom. That was a great that was, They were line. so good. That was, a, that was probably one of the best fourth lines we've had since probably ever. the last cup. Uh, that yeah. was an amazing fourth line as well. Daniel Pye could have been a second liner on a lot of bad teams in the NFL, uh, yeah. In yeah. NHL. Yeah. Of course. Um, but no, I completely... like. You need you need depth like that to win a championship. And the Bruins potentially could have it if like like some of these guys continue to play well. Like I hate to say it, but if Nick, you know, Nick F continues to... 
be semi-decent, you know, keep him on the fourth line, put A.J. Greer down there and have someone center him. Like, maybe, I don't know, Trent Frederick, Nosek, any of them. But, uh, you know, another guy that we didn't hit on was uh, Pavel Zaka. I mean, he's looked decent. He's a big guy. I think if he can, de- like, I think if he develops into a decent role player, kind of like DeBrusque has, it, like where it's here and there, DeBrusque and Pavel Zaka have moments, then let's shake and bake. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Celtics have looked decent. Switch up last segment. Quick Celtics talk. Celtics-Cavs tonight. In Boston, Donovan Mitchell's first game as a Cav against the, the Celtics. I'm excited this is, for it. This um, is the game that uh, Grant Williams is suspended for. Yeah, mm-hmm. Grant Williams suspended one game for, like... He's had a good season so far, too. He's Grant? shooting 70% from the field. Grant or Donovan? Grant. <coughs> Donovan's having a fantastic year. Grant's in contract Donovan's year. Good. Um, they should pay him. I think he's... Grant's I, like I a, think there was a rumor that they weren't... Yeah, I saw that they weren't, Honestly, like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too upset if we let him walk. Would not Grant? be too upset, yeah. I don't. I, I just I'd say like he. It's, it's he would be for for the future if the Thunder are able to get like another like top three pick next year. I think he would be a great fit for the Thunder. He's one of those players that like you know everyone likes him and he's like this personable guy. But what he does on the court is very you know very niche. It's it's like it's you can get a lot of players that fit his role. Um, and you I can think replace him with Jay Crowder. Almost. I think I think he's 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 that guy that will come off the bench. He'll get you you know. 12, 13, 14 points off the bench. He'll hit like a three or two and play somewhat solid defense. And I think he's like a player he that does foul a lot, though, is I, his issue. I'd say he's like he's, a Daniel Tyson. And he's like, he's just a funny guy. Um, I, and think, I think he's just, you know, on the court, it's somewhat pedestrian in the box score. And I think you can replace it, but like he's just one of those guys. Um, yeah, yeah, especially come playoff yeah. time, you won't be able to just sit and shoot corner threes all day long like he's able to do in the regular season. Like, you have to be a little bit more dynamic when it comes playoff time. You need to be able to create your own shot. I just don't think he has the ability to do that. So, I mean, in the long run, I, I wouldn't be too that, upset if he wasn't a Celtic. But obviously, I would like to keep him here. But he would be one of the expendables, I think. I don't know, dude. I mean, he was one of the... I feel like he was one of our better players last playoff. Like, one, I can't, I'm forgetting the series. One of the series, he was the Game best seven, guy. and he dropped 27 on Giannis' head. There was head. one series where... Listen, I think... Grant Williams is what Yavuselli and um, the other guy, semi overlay should have been. The Giannis stopper? Like, that build. Like, we tried with Yavuselli. We tried with the semi ogelite Grant's actually the one that actually worked out. Third time's a charm. They have the same build. They have the same, like, role, and they play the same game. My dad has a thought on the Bruins, by the way. Does he, does he want to call in, or does he uh, want to say? I don't think he wants to okay. call in. But he did text me, and he said he thinks, special. he thinks Zaka goes to the third line next to Coyle. Now that Marshan's back, that's where you're yeah, yeah. Him. That I think. Well, who's the third on that line? Smith or I think uh, it's Freddie. Smith, yeah, yeah. I like that. That would be a good line. The big that would big be a good gritty. line. And if they say that Zaka has as good a shot as, or if he has as good a shot as people say he does, yeah, he would bring some. Uh, him and Coyle, I think, could do some good on that line. All right. Well, I can't disagree with that statement. I mean. <laughs> Let's see what happens. The Bruins are rolling. Celtics look good. Yeah. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, the Final Red Sox thoughts. are also reportedly speaking to Rafael Devers with a representative in the Dominican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently the two sides are still pretty far apart. I think I saw something where it's the Red Sox first offer was long-term $200 million and he wanted long-term 300. He wants 10 and 300 I think. And I think it's safe to say for all of our Boston Red Sox fans that uh, a special... A Rubian shortstop will probably not be coming back next year. <laughs> hey, he's from Aruba. Uh, yes, I know that. Yeah. Isn't he's from Aruba, right? He is. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Well, that is. Uh, Let me look that up real quick. I don't okay. want to be wrong. He, on he that. is from Aruba. I wasn't sure if it was that or Bermuda. No, he's from Aruba. I know. Yes, he's yeah, Aruban. Aruba. Okay, good. Just making sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think his last game in a Red Sox uniform has already been played, which is Devers sad. Or bogey. Uh, Bogarts. Yeah. He can go be a star and get the recognition he deserves elsewhere. I think I, I've heard him linked to the Cardinals on numerous occasions. That'd be insane. That would be a crazy good team. Because him and Arenado on the left side. On, and then a double play duo of, between him and Tommy Edmond. That would be unreal. Like, a lot Granted, of people say that, like, Bogarts is, like, He's overly flashy when he doesn't need to be and then he makes too many errors. But, like, overall, he's, like, I would say he's an average to above average defender. And this year he got a lot better because he's a gold glove finalist this year, which is, like, probably the first time ever that he's been a gold glove finalist. 
Exactly. And with Pujols retiring, the DH spot opens. So if he stinks the bed as a as a shortstop, put him DH. Slide Tommy. He's definitely not over. that bad. No, though. he's not. But if it happens, speaking of baseball, World Series predictions before we wrap up episode five. Phillies in five. Phillies in six. E. Phillies in six. Um, but I think uh, I want Phillies. But I'm riding the Bryce Harper. I think train. it's going. I think it's going in six, and I just I feel like the Phillies are just the team of destiny at this point. I think I, this I, is Houston I think on paper just, is by far going to be the team that's yeah. you know is going to be probably the favorite, but I think Philly is just it's got this aura. To I it. feel like there's always a team sort of going into the playoffs that like you don't expect it, but they just make this run. Like last year, it was the Braves. Like. I don't think a lot of people really expected the Braves to win the World Series when the playoffs began. Who thought the Nationals would beat the Astros? There you go, exactly. The Nationals, they were a good team. Honestly, they I like that Nationals team a lot. That was like unfortunate they, they were. They were, they were pretty good. I was there for one of those baby sharks. Patrick uh, Corbin decided to be the worst pitcher ever. Yeah, that was tough. And they blew up the entire team. That team was very fun to watch, though, uh, as a baseball fan. And then 2018... Yeah, the Red Sox were really good, but to be honest, I didn't think they had it in them that th- that year. 2018, they were yeah. like the best team in baseball that year. Yeah, I, know, but I, I figured they would choke. And Sale was still, that was sort of when his like injury thing sort of started. Like That's why he closed the game, because he like couldn't go that long. But um, then what was 2017? That was the Astros. I guess that was sort of like their first that's- year of being there. Different though, I don't think you can count the Ash that 2017. The year that Altuve won the MVP. Yeah, and he had that horrible tattoo. You know, but we still haven't seen that tattoo yet, Altuve. Yeah, but um, I think I feel like there's just there's just a team that sort of rides through the playoffs every year, and I think that this is the Phillies year. You know, that's exactly what the Astros have done. They've swept every series they played in. So, but I I think I think Phillies in six. Alvarez is an it's either, animal. It's either Phillies in six or Astros in four. Yeah. I think I think Bryce Harper is having a magical postseason though. Oh yeah. And I've admittedly been a Bryce Harder a Bryce Harper hater. I um Bryce hater. Yeah, I I'm not afraid to say it either, you know. I just the one season that he was an all star when he was batting two fourteen just absolutely boggled my mind. He had a horrendous year and then was Should've rewarded with a three hundred million dollar contract afterwards. Should have voted against it. Should have voted against vote. it. Should've, yeah. Should have voted him out. You think I voted for Bryce Harper to be an all star? That's what I'm saying. You should have put in enough votes where you didn't have him in. You think I have the time to throw in hundreds of thousands of votes? Just click submit. Yeah, all right, dude. A bunch of times. Submit, 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 all right, submit, okay. submit. You get like five a day. I think the Phillies win the series, or I hope they do. I don't know. I'm going to go uh, BK Astros in five. Just because I can't stand the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, that is tough. I hate both of yeah, those Philly, teams. I don't, yeah, Philly's a gross city. The Philadelphia don't, reason. They don't deserve a championship. They make the playoffs. They set the city on fire. They make the World Series. They set the city on fire. They win the World Series. They'll probably kill a bunch of people. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Like, Philadelphia is just an absolute zoo yeah, when the icky, sports teams it's do good. Icky, icky just, place. I hate the Philadelphia compa- I hate the comparison. is just a zoo, period. Yeah. Yeah. And the Eagles and are listen, first in I'm the not, NFL. I'm not, I'm not going to be the Boston Yikes. defender either. You know, there's some <laughs> janky things that happen in Boston every now and then. Right. But, like... I've seen a man taking a dump on the sidewalk in New York City. What? That had nothing to do with what we were saying. We're talking about cities being zoos. I was talking about talking Boston. About cities being zoos. Right. Everyone knows like, New York's a zoo, dude. Yeah. Central Park Zoo. <laughs> Central Park That's is a zoo. <laughs> That's definitely what you meant by that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't like the comparison between Boston and Philadelphia as if oh, there's some can't. kind of sports city. No. Boston is not nearly as bad as Philadelphia. No, is. not the city itself, like the sports. Like yeah, if, if when the, they act. If the Phillies get a championship, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Philadelphia is the best sports city right now because the Eagles are like 6 and whatever, 7 and 0, oh, and the Phillies just won. At, like, you got to have some more than that. You know what I mean? Tell me, let, let me know when the Flyers are any good. Let me know when the Sixers win yeah, let me know Aren't when, the Flyers like, yeah. actually pretty good this Call season? Call me back though? when Ron Hextall scores another goal for you. <laughs> yeah, but on that note, I mean, any final thoughts for Episode 5? Patriots Nation. Let's ride. ride. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm excited BK, for the game. Take us I mean, away. I think we're going to try to do some something. 
probably just yeah, we'll tweet, maybe do some fun videos while we're there. We're not doing the pregame stuff because Brendan, tell them what our uh, TikTok no? is. Uh, TikTok for those of you who are new here, B N E and like the letter N N B N lowercase N and then a radio underscore. That's probably on Twitter. You'll probably see the most stuff. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, promote it on Twitter. Uh, you know, maybe yeah, yeah, we'll see maybe that. a TikTok or two with some uh, on the some right gameplay there. or something. Uh, reactions to uh, big plays here and there. Possible who knows? possible WQAQ Instagram takeover. Uh, that, that that's a question for BK. Right, remember that being maybe, in the realm of possibility. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Videos of us eating ice cream. One of us would be eating ice cream. Three I of us. touch an ice cream. Three of us. Maybe I'll touch. Actually, well, yeah, that would depending. be hilarious. I'm if eating ice cream in front of that kid. I am finding Johnny, and I'm eating ice cream in front of him. And I'm going, this tastes really good. <laughs> I want this ship. This God. tastes really good. good this God. tastes really good. You Nine wish you could hours. have some, Johnny. He's like, yeah, I'll just go to like the grocery no. store and get a pint of it. He's like seven. Then he'll tell his dad that he wants ice cream. Well, his jet, dad only gets it the Jets one. His dad probably like locks him in the basement, and he's like, you only get food if the all Jets right, win. All right, that's saying? enough. What are you saying? I would say that that's probably all the time we have today. <laughs> yeah, it usually takes like that like is that up that. top with like the... Isaiah Wynn comment. No, 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 no. That is not even What did he say last week? No, no, I didn't say No, no not no, what he said. Not what he said. No, was we'll tell you off. We'll t- yeah, we'll tell, tell you off here. Okay. Um, BK, yeah. take us no, away. No, there's no way that mine was on that level. It's pretty out of pocket. All right. Are you really saying that they're the same? Final thoughts. Final I mean, thoughts. We have all an right, issue right, with ending right, the show. Yeah, we're always we have rampant. no final thoughts. All right. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. Follow Gillette Nation on Instagram. Yeah, shout out. I mean, everyone that's listening to the show already follows you. <laughs> you could probably follow me on Twitter if you want. I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at MichaelKing781. <laughs> you, pro- you guys probably already do anyway, so. All right, well, thanks again for listening. We appreciate the support. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Stay safe and enjoy yourself. Let's ride.